After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. All right, people, I am going to show you how to make some Jinko jeans. First, you're going to need some X-Men cards and cut them up good. All right, lay down, look silly, and get yourself a pair of scissors and chop, 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 chop. Yo, just keep on chopping that up, man. Snippity, snappy, snip, snip. Make sure you go long ways. All right. Nice, look at him go. Make sure you snippety snap all the way home. Okay. Measure up the leg and cut the butt. Nice work, bro. Nice work, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back with After School Special Podcast, My Latchkey Kids and Broken Homies. Today, we're getting into a little bit of fashion. As you know, me and the guys, Double D, staff men, we're all a bunch of fashionistas. Actually, I would say Don and John are both the fashionistas. I used to be. In college, I was the one that everyone always wanted to know my, as the kids say nowadays, fit and how flaming I was. Is that one that the kids say? I don't know. I don't know. I know for sure, though, I wasn't as cool as some of the skateboarders in the 90s. Today, we're talking about Jinko jeans. Not so much the rise and fall, because they're actually still around. And I don't know if they're still in department stores. I believe they're in Kohl's and JCPenney's. But for the most part, they are just within themselves. So they didn't sell to many of these other brand names, you know, like the Kmart's and the the Kohl's and the JCPenney's anymore. It's just, I believe most of it is centered around their website, which in turn, they didn't really want to sell it to these other places. They wanted to sell it to more unknown stores. So that's why you have the Suns and the Gadzooks and Hot Topics picking them up. But let's start from the very beginning. Jinko was founded in 1985. Moroccan-born, French-raised brothers Jacques, Yakov Riva, and Aim Milo Riva. I'm just going to say Jacques and Aim, Jackie and Amy. The brand gained recognition in the 1990s with its boys' ultra-wide straight-leg denim jeans featuring elaborate pocket logos and unique street look. So if you had ever seen Jinko jeans before, more or less what they were were parachute pants, but they were denim. And they could be anywhere from, you know, a wide denim as to boot cut, or they could just be completely massive, the size of a six-foot person. Just one leg. And you would wear them around town and be careful of those puddles because once you got them in there, they're done for and they get ripped up and torn to pieces. The brothers commissioned a local L.A. graffiti artist, Joseph Montalvo, a.k.a. Nuke, to design the brand logo. This street look was popularized throughout the 90s, starting in Los Angeles and working its way through the United States. Jinko also manufactures t-shirts, khaki pants, and other clothing articles for men and women, but the big namesake was the pants. That was 
what Jinko was all about were the pants. Unlike similar California-based apparel manufacturers, Jinko manufactured most of its products in the United States, mainly at SMJ American Manufacturing Company. So when all these other companies were a lot of the time the overhead came from waiting for the product to come overseas, Jinko had all their manufacturing in America and they could do whatever they wanted. It was 200,000 square foot facility and that was also owned by Milo and Jacques Rive. So while they were kind of building this business in LA, at the same time they were during the day learning more about the fashion business because it's hard to get into fashion if you don't know someone and if you're all just by yourself. And that's basically what Milo and Jacques, what they were trying to go for. And they had at night English lessons. So these guys were like, they were on that grind, working 24 sevs. After peak sales of 186.9 million, sales halved in 1999. <laughs> Damn, in the 2000s, the brothers closed the main factory. So they were definitely popular in the 90s, and I know the Chicano kind of LA scene that was going on had made it popular with skateboarding, with uh, not so much surfing, mostly skateboarding. And that's why they were able to get other stores to grab them, like Gadzooks and Pacific Sunwear. In 2015, the brand was relaunched, backed by Chinese investment firm Gutai Litian, which acquired it for a reported seven-figure amount. However, the new products were reported to be lower quality, which resulted in increased demand for the original jeans on secondary marketplaces such as eBay. On February 15, 2018, it was announced that Jinko was to cease production and liquidate its inventory. It was clarified that this applied to the then current licensed product under, we'll say GL, the Chinese investment firm that I mispronounced, and that the brand would continue under new management. In 2019, original founder Milo Rivea announced he had reacquired the brand and intended to relaunch it alongside his daughter, Camilla. This second relaunch took place on June 28th of that year, along with a new website, which is still up right now. Just to get into the styles, after Jinko's grew in popularity, department store chains such as Kohl's and J.C. Penney's, they started to carry them. Uh, Jinko jeans were produced in variety of styles, lines ranging from ultra-wide jeans with leg openings greater than 50 inches to more conservative style cuts. Some were large that young children often had to sit down while putting them on. After reaching the height of its popularity within the subcultures and becoming mainstream, Jinkos were known for featuring large black pockets with graffiti-like inspired artwork embroidered that became more cartoonish that the 90s ended, including Flaming Skulls and the Jinko Crown, which, if you all know, Flaming Skulls, the fashion forefront of everything. It's the Karl Lagerfeld of big jeans. <laughs> Some names of Jinko styles included Mammoth, Crime Scenes, Flamehead, geared for kids and teens, Flamehead, Mad Scientist, Buddha, Tribals, and Rhinos. <laughs> These are all great things that came out of the 90s, right? Flaming Skulls, Tribals, just Skulls in general, Chains, Twin Cannons, Kangaroos. <laughs> These are all the things I f***ing hate. And then nowadays we have other fashion icons like the Punisher emblem. That's cool, right? Because that means I'm a vigilante and I'm going to help everyone from the pedophilic government that lives in a pizza place. It's a Q code or Q, QR code. Wait, Q, Q, Q drop. <laughs> so as we discuss more about Jinko jeans, 
like any teenage trend, adults weren't crazy about Jinkos. In fact, they tried to ban them. At least some schools did. The wide-legged jeans presented a hazard to students who might trip over them, their own attire. The cuffs were also prone to being worn down, which some faculty found less than attractive to the eye. Some administrators in Orange County even believed students could hide weapons in the cuffs, though there were never any documented cases of kids stowing illegal contraband in their Jinkos. Kids violating dress codes were generally asked to change them into a gym uniform, call their parents, or have the parents bring a change of clothes. One student speaking to the Los Angeles Times claimed he had a friend who was forced to remove their rave pants and put on pants so tight that he couldn't kick a football. So you can't win with parents back in the 90s, I guess. If they think you're dressed different in any way, shape, or form, they think you're either on drugs, that you're going to kill someone, that you're going to hurt someone, or that the jinkos are going to make you turn depraved in some way, shape, or form. Who gives a f if they didn't look good when they got messed up or scuffed up? But this was, you know, more or less the 90s for you. Being different was not a good thing. And now we're celebrating it more than ever, but at the same time, maybe giving it too much credibility. Like, being different is good, but at the same time, I got the shit bullied out of me all the time. And what did that make me want to do? Made me want to work even harder for what I have right now. And that's why I'm still doing it, because I still get bullied all the time by everyone, specifically my brothers. Not true. Anywho, Revitex had another problem that only comes with success copycats. Brands like Kiki Wear introduced wide-legged jeans. There was also Bum, if you remember B-U-M, Bum Clothing, who had said that Jinko jeans in general, they needed to kind of look at their market a little bit more, which retailers were housing them. If I think Jinko would have lasted a little, now mind you, they're still around, but they would have lasted and probably gotten over that hump if they would have just kept it to the surf stores, the skateboard stores, instead of going to the Kohl's and all these other lame ass businesses, that's what ended up happening. Now, what I was saying before, Revitex had another problem with, and Revitex was the parent company for Jinko jeans. They had another problem that only comes with success. Copycats brands like Kiki Wear introduced wide-legged jeans and took up some of that new market share. Existing brands like Lee tried a modestly wide leg, though nothing close to massive legs offered by Jinkos. At least those attempts were illegal when Revitex executives landed in Chicago to meet with retailers. They found some of the stores already been selling what was supposedly legitimate apparel, but the clothing was counterfeit. Although the company hired private investigator firms to track down any of the culprits, they had already taken away some valuable business. Now, this was an issue that still goes on with Jinko jeans, specifically if you're looking for ones that were made in the 90s. A lot of the time you're going to find counterfeits. I'm not exactly sure what the correct one is, like Louis Vuitton. There's certain stitching that goes, and there's certain people that can appraise Louis Vuitton purses. If you have one person that says that they can do it at a resale store, they're lying. So it's like Coach brand also has like a certain type of stitch that goes along with it. If you get a Coach bag that's like stickered on and you can kind of peel away from where the stitch is, it's not real. I only know this stuff from working in resale, but I am not an expert in regards to Jinko jeans, Louis Vuittons, or even Coaches. I am an expert in partying hard, bros. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey babies, you liking the show? Well, thanks. Leave a five-star rating and a comment, please. 
Do you want to see the guys' faces? Well, they got YouTube videos. You can watch this podcast on any major platform you listen to. Rate five stars and comment. Thanks, babies. Anywho, back to it. When Jigos found widespread success at major mall chains, it was hard to maintain the kind of counterculture appeal that the brand was built on. Jeans that were once endorsed by extreme athletes and seen at raves were now being sold at JCPenney. Like I said, like incidentally, they were very big sellers. The more kids were turned on to Jinkos, the more other kids were turned off. So with it not being as cool as it was because, you know, but he was like, what the f- are those things? Are those parachutes? No, bro. They're Jinkos. Hey, man, I just got my Jinkos too. What? I got these in California, bro. Yeah, they're selling them at JCPenney's and Mervins. I don't know if you guys ever remember what a Coles or a Mervins smells like or the feel of it. It's just like, I feel bad for everyone that works there. Now, mind you, there are great people that work at Mervins and Coles. I don't think Mervins exists anymore, but I know Coles does. I don't like the feel of it. It's so depressing and... You know, maybe that's why I work such a shit job and it's depressing, but it's not Kohl's or Mervin's depressing. Anywho, so Jinko tried to avoid the fickle factor. They branched out into khakis, which also might have gotten around some school dress codes on technicality and offered shoes and tops. They started marketing to teenage girls, which hadn't originally been their focus, but a lot of teenage girls were wearing these pants even with regards to no marketing towards them but their teen overlords were already beginning to move away from the trend. Baggy jeans were out. Uh, mind you, I don't think I ever wore baggy jeans then. I, I know I had some corduroys, but I wore boot cut for a little bit too long, mainly because I loved cowboy boots, but you can wear the same thing with a straight leg, and a lot of people don't make boot cuts anymore, at least in the Midwest, maybe in Tejas, that's Texas, for all you Midwesterners and Californians and all our listeners on the East Coast and West Coast. Baggy jeans were out. Drawstring and cargo pants were in for a very short amount of time. Pacific Sunwear was one of the several stores that had to eventually mark down Jankos just to clear out their inventory. So I don't remember them being at PacSuns. I do remember them being at Gagzooks, and I did get not a pair of Jinkos, but something else. They were black and they had almost like the chain straps They're doing the crisscross on the back. And then I also got a Kid Rock shirt. This was a phase of mine where I didn't really know where I belonged. And I still kind of don't nowadays, but I know I got my friends and my family. And that's all I need in this crazy, kooky, bleak earth. <laughs> At Gagzoot's, the 48 to 58 jeans were lowered to $29.99. The skate aesthetic had been overcome by Polo and Tommy Hilfiger, which is insane to me because at that time I was dressing skater, but it wasn't Jinkos. I was wearing regular shorts, but I was Birdhouse, Alien Workshop, Independent, Element was another one. The real blow came from no less authority than Cindy Levitt a merchandise manager for Hot Topic who said the chain began to worry when Jinkos started showing up in other storefronts. They were, in Levitt's words, uncool, which must have pierced Jinko devotees like a knife in the heart. Also, Cindy Levitt had piercings all over her body, tattoos, wore black lipstick, black eyeshadow, super goth, right? 
No, she just knew that once you start getting into these main corporations, even though technically Hot Topic Corporation was the coolest thing at the time, but now there might be a Hot Topic near us. There's like a mall near us that no one goes to other than older people mainly to get their walking in. You know, like, I'm never gonna be able to enjoy that. I don't even know if I'm gonna ever be able to retire. Hopefully this goes somewhere and maybe I can save some money. But, you know, I really was looking forward to my mall walking days where I get to go hang out, go to the Bob Evans inside the mall or whatever, Coney Island or Sunnyside Up, Early Birds special mother are out there, grab a cup of coffee, sit with my buddies, and then the ladies come over for tea time, and then we're kind of canoodling with them, and then finger blast an 80-year-old. <laughs> okay, I digress. By 2001, Jinko had closed the massive factory, which I had spoke about. Why did Jinko's resonate in the first place? That is a question for the ages. They actually had a practical application. Skateboarder jeans. The jeans could easily fit over knee pads or rollerblades, which doesn't make sense to me because why would you want to fuck up your jeans? All you would have to do is just put the knee pads over the jeans. But they just wanted to adopt what they perceived to be the style preferred by those on the outskirts of society or at least the fun, relatively safe section of the outskirts that appealed to suburban teens. Jinkos were just the latest in a long line of fashion trends from bobby socks to bell bottoms. <laughs> that announced a kid had their own identity and that could make their own choices. Now all the kids wear Carhartt, which in reality, Carhartt even has a brand that's like for higher end Carhartt stuff. You know what I wear my Carhartt for? When I'm at work, out in minus degree weather, but now it's like a fashion trend, which cool. <laughs> I never quite understood that. I don't wear Carhartt because it's comfortable or I think I'm stylish. I wear it because it keeps me warm when I'm keeping your lights on in your subdivision. But you know, Jinkos, I'll wear Jinkos and my Carhartt together to work. How about that? All right, I digress as we move on. So we spoke about the rise, we spoke about kind of the downfall, but it wasn't like a meteoric rise either. It was, they took their time. The brothers Revha, in regards to kind of understanding their product, what they wanted to push for, really getting involved with the Chicano style and movement that was going on in LA. I have to praise them for their ingenuity in regards to this. Mind you, I think they look dumb as shit, but it was a style. And technically with the Harjuku style that's going on in Japan, and I'm hoping I'm getting that right. I thought it was Harjuku. It's like similar to Gwen Stefani made it popular in a way, but it's always been there. So Jinkos in general are still at raves today and I think it not only was the skateboard but also the rave style and the rave shit still goes on and people are still wearing Jinkos right now. So the question is, are they still prospering? Are they still open? As of right now, in 2021, the website is still running. You cannot believe the marketing impact we have had over there because we are an American company, Milo Rivier told the Los Angeles Times. And this is in Europe. It's the newness of the phenomenon, which was back in 2000. And you really can't count them out right now because the showroom has closed, but 2018, the final nail was put in the coffin when the 
brand announced while this is the end of an era of Janko, what Janko stands for will continue to live on in all the customers and fans who carry on the spirit of the brand and all it represents. The brand wrote in a farewell post on the website, the final sign off, stay true Janko lovers. The brand still functions today. They are offering up a new product that honors the original Wiley Jankos. It was destiny. Milo, Rivia told Los Angeles Times, it is not something you can program. It is not strategy you can create. So Jankos are still around. The style, I never quite understood it, never quite got it. I have to give it up, the Riva brothers and, you know, what they push. And technically, it's an American company, but they were Moroccan-born, French-raised, so technically immigrants in some way, shape, or form. But that's what makes this country great, our immigrants, their hard work ethic. Because I can tell you right now, most Americans are just lazy shitheads that would rather watch Netflix all day, smoke weed, eat pizza. Am I talking about myself? Yes. Yes, but that's okay. That's okay. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, as always, you can catch this podcast on any major platform you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to rate us five stars and comment on how you're liking the show. After school special podcast. You know, that hard goodness that you get the next day. Oh, yummy. From a day old donut at Dougie's. After school special podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my childhood right there, mother. When did yeah. that come out? Podcast comes out every Friday, Friday, Friday. So, memories for me in regards to the Janko jeans. I don't have much. The only thing I can remember, and I've told this story before, is in regards to a friend. It was my freshman year of high school, and a friend of mine that would wear Jinkos all the time. There were a couple people I saw that would have Jinkos on no matter what. And yeah, they would get ripped on a little bit, but, you know, it was whatever. We'd play hacky sack. There weren't a lot of skateboarders at my school. One or two, and I was friends with one of them, which was someone I mentioned on the show and give another shout out, Greg. Hey, Greg, buddy. One of the only skateboarders that I knew was okay or decent at skateboarding. But yeah, one story that I remember is one kid had a bunch of acid in his pocket and his Jinkos got soaked. So the Jinkos in general, it wasn't cheap material, but if you got them wet, you're pretty much at the bottoms, at least. Now, he got his whole pants wet, and that acid's in there, and it's just kind of seeping into the clothes and then kind of touches his skin, and he has a complete and utter freakout. I think it was about a half an hour later, police found him kind of meshed and wrapped in barbed wire. At least this is what the story was. Now, mind you, there's a lot of tall tales when we're kids, but I asked him later on in regards to, we weren't friends at the time, did this actually happen? And he said it did. He had barbed wire wrapped around his testicles. And that's how bad it got. Like, he was having probably one of the worst acid trips ever. I come to find out that kid never graduated high school. Actually, I think he was changed after that point, which kind of makes sense. Any story you hear about a kid taking too much acid normally has to do with that. Jinkos, are they my type of style? No. At the end of senior year, I really got into Western shirts. So I got made fun of a lot, but still the f- coolest person that ever went to that f- school. 
But I have to give it to a lot of the people that had started wearing it first. You know, innovation. Innovation breeds creativity. We want individuality. So how do we find it? We find it through clothes. We find it through the things that we like. Are we more individuals now with the creation of social media instead of clothes? I think clothes gave us more of an individuality, but at the same time, you know, it's the same. We're being sold a product. It's just simple capitalism. And it's not bad. I'm not against it either. I love clothes. The uh, arm of a hoodie. I love fashion in general. I just can't do it. You have two kids and it's hard to keep up with fashion trends. Technically, I guess I'm Joe Rogan-ish. I wear hoodies and I wear a camo hat that I've worn close to a decade only because I love Montreal Canadiens. Go Haps. So it's just, you know, it is what it is. Everyone has their own styles. Jinko jeans, I'm not going to say we're ahead of their time. They were definitely interesting. I just never saw what the deal was with it, but it was part of the 90s, early 2000s fashion culture, and that is actually having a comeback now more than ever, which is crazy. The same shit that I hated in early 2000s. I looked at women's clothes too and men's clothes. I wanted to get an idea of fashion. I just, I was interested in dressing people at one time. And now I'm just trying to find shirts that fit me because for some reason, as you get older, you get fatter. <laughs> it just has to do, I guess, with your metabolism, but that's okay. So hope you enjoyed the episode in regards to Jinko jeans. It's pretty much the history and the downfall. Nothing too crazy about it. Just a typical company. Nothing lasts forever. But as I've said before, time is a flat circle. So we are doomed to repeat this awful fashion cycle. I don't have a problem with Jinkos, but the whole early 2000s and late 1990s it's probably some of the worst fashion ever. And right now we're already going through like horrible film time and horrible music time. It's just, am I getting like old and curmudgeon where I'm like, this isn't what it used to be. I, I used to listen to The Strokes and there was Linkin Park and, and Deftones. And then in regards to the music that I have listened to, like I listened to Bossa Nova and, and all that shit. I'm cool, man. Yeah, I just think... Fashion in general for me is important. Music movies are important. I just think that era of fashion is awful. And for some reason, these millennials or these Gen Zers love it. So I'm all here for it because like everything is just showcasing a downfall of our society in general. And I think a big uh, precursor to that is social media and showing the fashion that is good because we have nothing creative going on in this world right now. Nothing other than a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Do you think it's uh, great that Jinko's still around? Do you think it's great that low-rise jeans are coming back? I don't know. Was that a thing? Boot cuts may be coming back. That might be for me, my friends and darlings. I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. We'll see kind of what is going on. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Latchkey Kids, Broken Homies. Look at the things that we do for social meets, Instagram, Twitter, after school SPE3 on Twitter. Instagram is after school special podcast. 
We got the TikTok. Everything can be found in our bio on our website, afterschoolspecialpodcast.com. Continue to listen. We love the fact that you guys are listening. These might be shorter episodes, but I do want to get a better idea and concept as to the documentary style we want to try to perform for you guys. So, love, 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 love you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. Kiss, 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 kiss. A little too much kissing. I'm sorry. Love you. Hey everyone, it's Aaron from After School Special Podcast. Like what you hear so far? But don't forget to subscribe and download the show on whatever platform you get your podcasts. And just a friendly reminder, we have new episodes out every Friday. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're kind of canoodling with them and then finger blast an 80-year-old. <laughs> okay, I digress.